Hello everyone and welcome to But It's a Classic, the film reviewing podcast where we look at films old and new that are considered classics. That was a little bit of a deviation from the normal uh, opening. Should we try it again? No. Okay. No, we're going to roll with it. Because, dear listeners, um, I'm a bit poorly today so I'm allowed to to, uh, mess it up a little bit. Um, Hello, I'm Phoebe. Um, I've seen every film. (laughs) Hello, I'm Ferdy and I've seen... Uh, f- f- Ooh, 16. 16. Well, uh, yeah, a bit of so a fun, that's. Funny one. Yeah. Funny <laughs> um, so, as those of you who follow our Instagram uh, will no doubt have uh, heard, mm. twigged, or otherwise become aware of, yes. um, we tried to record an episode for Into the Spider Verse mm. last week Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, the acclaimed. Uh, animated uh, Marvel adjacent film. Yeah, a classic one might say. Yes, one might (laughs) one might say that Um, but our recorder fucked up Um, it ran out of battery 17 seconds into recording the second half. Really good episode It was quite good. I think we made some really uh, good points. Uh, We had some really interesting discussions. I managed to bring up uh, Trumpet Guy Trumpet Fight um, YouTube trumpet fight if if you if you want to <laughs> and I brought up the Bechdel test which I think really yep. talks about our personalities yeah. doesn't I think it does I'm Typifies I'm a it. bit goofy yeah and you're a feminist yeah <laughs> that's like you're not a feminist uh yeah I think that's I think that's a good uh, anyway anyway we're we're doing a different animated yeah. film today in, thought... in penance if you will. Yeah, I think I was I was racking my brain to think about kind of revolutionary mm. animated Western films because <clears throat> uh, you know the rest of the world has beautiful films as well. However, um, I'm ignorant and not as well educated <laughs> in that field, for lack of a better word. Right. Um, but I was thinking about other Western films that have made a massive impact on the animated uh, film genre, um, mm. and I was thinking about Coraline from 2009. Yeah. Uh, Animated stop motion animation, dark fantasy horror, uh, mm. kids film as well. <laughs> Even though it's bloody terrifying. Yeah. Um, well, not actually that terrifying as an adult. But right. I remember, I can't remember what film I was going to see. Some animated film, circa two thousand and eight, yeah. and the trailer for Coraline came on, and it was enough to like make me absolutely shit myself. Um, <laughs> so I didn't, act- I didn't yeah. actually get around to watching it for quite a while. Yeah. Not surprised because uh, mm. Coraline for me is one of those kids' films that was always slightly too scary yeah. for me. Um, I would also put up Monster House Ooh, on Monster that House list. Scares me still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monster House always freaked me out as a kid, and uh, The Grinch. I never watched The Grinch because the Jim Carrey, the Jim Carrey mm. Grinch. Also, yeah. excuse me if my voice is a bit all over the place. I'm. Suppressing a lot of coughing. <laughs> By all over the place, she means she's going to be up and down in different areas of the uh, recording area. Hence why I was she's like, going to be Jim 50, <laughs> She's going to be 50 feet away, throwing her voice over. Yeah, um, sorry, Karen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I never watched the Jim Carrey Grinch because um, I was told that there's a scene where he turns a girl into a present. Um does and he? So he I think does, I he? think what he actually does is wraps her up mm, yeah, as a present does. rather than physically transmogrify her oh, into see. a gift. Mm. But that's what I took it to mean, mm. and that scared me. Have you ever seen um, it? No, I haven't. Yeah. Um, it's probably so, not going to go on the list. Is it not? Okay. <laughs> I'd say it was very much a kind of a straight for DVD uh, rental well, Jim kind Carrey of. Grinch. Well, I mean, like obviously, it had a theatrical release, but yeah. I wouldn't say that it was the. But most... it's one of it's one of his most iconic roles, surely. I'd say iconic doesn't necessarily mean classic in my. I, don't I know, so okay. This of it. is. I'd say if we when we were the first when we were first discussing like the ideas for the podcast mm. last year when we were first booting it up. Yeah, I raised that I would be interested to watch some movies that are considered classics mm. but for the wrong reasons because i think notorious and classic oh completely can there is some interplay between the two so if you're thinking of terrible movies 
Um, I think a lot of people, I'm not saying I agree with this for any uh, fan people out there, uh, but I think a lot of people consider Twilight to be not good, Mm. but it is considered a kind of cultural touchstone. Here's the thing with The Grinch, I would say, is that it's not bad enough that it's culty, like Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Yes. It's not good enough Mm. that it would have swarmed the Oscars and been, like, gone down in history as one of the best films ever. It's also not Jim Carrey's best film where he's, uh, for the most part, green, because the mask (laughs) is right there. Um, And I would say that it is well known to us as a generation because I'd say that it's very much a kind of DVD staple for Christmas. Mm. But I wouldn't necessarily rank it in classic world because although it's talked about... It wouldn't have that kind of, I don't know, it, you don't get mass, loads of film essays on it being like, what did they do wrong? Or why is this so fun to look at? Yeah, I, I mean, say. I guess. Cat I and guess. Hat, on the other hand, is so bad it's good in terms of its notoriousness. Yeah, I, I would say that I don't know if they're being... Uh, or maybe, I mean, this is my opinion. I might be completely wrong on this, but I don't know if academic writing on a certain uh, film qualifies it to be a classic. And I would raise uh, the points that we were making in the Wayne's World episode way back then Mm. about, um, I think it was the Wayne's World episode, about how comedies are usually quite kind of maligned. And I Mm. think the same goes for um, kids' films on the whole. Um, No one really you know, considers those as actual art. Because, I mean, you get ones like fucking... Uh, what did I watch as a kid? Thunderpants. You ever see that shit? Terrible film. Is that the one with the bald guy? <laughs> Is that the one? Um, Is he bald? He's bald. He I don't know, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have not watched that film in... I've not thought about that film in years. Um, it's about a kid who fought so much he joins like the kid version of NASA and they, they fought him to the moon oh. and that's like and they say art's dead yeah, I mean if you just watched Thunderpants you would be right in that assumption mm. um, but yeah I, I don't know like kids films and comedies on the whole are not written about massively Obviously, there are exceptions. True, but we are watching Coraline today. We, yeah, um, but I, that's what I say on the whole. And also, I think animation is, I don't know, like traditional styles of animation typically have more artistic respect for their form mm. than um, CG animation, for mm. example. So, like, you won't get people writing essays about Minions or the Lorax for their animation, but Studio Ghibli, um, Studio Leica, um, which obviously did Coraline, um, Wallace and Gromit, I think as well, like Aardman, you will get people talking about it because it takes so much more work and requires more people to care about it. Ergo, it's less likely to be a cash grab. True, but you still get loads of people talking about Frozen and Tangled and stuff and Big Hero 6 in critical film mm-hmm. analysis. But those are Disney as well, which I think is... Yeah, but um, they are also <clears throat> CGI. You know. What I mean? Oh yeah, no, no, they are. There are other qualities to them than CGI mm. that warrant them being talked about. I don't know how um, this I don't know how this is like relevant to the Grinch. No offense, like Oh, oh no, I so what I'm saying is I I think there are qualities that could potentially class the Grinch as a classic, um, regardless of <clears throat> excuse me, uh, regardless of how uh, we personally feel about it. Um, I mean, like you will need you kind of have to watch it because <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I love the Grinch. I think it's yeah. a great film, but. I wouldn't say that it fits into any of the categories that make mm. classics classics. Yeah, that's fair. I'd say if we were looking at, I don't know, our, the other comedy that we looked at in the series, Wayne's World. Mm. Wayne's World is classic-based because of its kind of stoner culture surrounding it. Right, yeah. Um, and the fact that it's directed by a woman, and the fact that it's Mike Myers, mm. 
that it had the cult following from SNL originally. Mm. In that regard, I'd say that that's a classic. And also it gets referenced in pop culture. Yes. More so yeah. than something like The Grinch. I also think the mm. old 1950s animated version of The Grinch mm. has more longevity and classic qualities. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's uh, I believe it is... Um, Oh my god, who Dr. Zeus? It's Dr. Zeus narrating it. Mm. Um and Is it actually? I believe so. I might be wrong in that. Huh. Um or it's Vincent Price. I can't remember it's one, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that old chestnut. Yeah. Um and, They're it, interchangeable, and basically. it come you know, you get the original Euromoon ones to Grinch from yeah, that as yeah, well. Yeah. Mm. And I think a lot of people disliked the re- a lot of the Doctor Zeus remakes. Um, for being kind of cash grab mm. pop culture reference spewers. Yes. I, yeah. I don't think I can think of a single... Mm, no, I was about to say James and the Giant Peach, but that's Roald Dahl. Yeah. I can't really think of a Dr. Zeus film that has kind of kept the artistic integrity oh, of the original source material. Oh, absolutely not. I think um, well, Cat in the Hat, words. you brought that example up. Cat mm. in the Hat, I think... Uh, I think it was the wife of Dr. Zeus mm. uh, said that after the movie bombed and was yeah. as bad as it was, um, she said that there would be no more live-action adaptations oh, of Dr. Seuss's Fair work. Fair enough. Uh, hence, following that, we get the Lorax, which, fucking state of that. I oh, know, Watched yeah. that in cinemas when I was a kid. Fucking state of it. Yeah, um, that's a weird old film. Yeah. Who thought Taylor Swift and Zac Efron would be good for a Dr. Zeus film? Like, honestly. You what? It's Zac Efron and Taylor Swift. No fucking way. Taylor Swift is the gingerhead girl that wants to see trees and Zac Efron's the boy. Jesus. And I think it's Danny DeVito as the Lorax. Oh my... How did that movie fail? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, hey, it's, um... Oh, what is it? It's the Minions people. Illumination. Illumination. Who are making the Mario movie. Oh. I am actually quite excited for that. I'm going to watch it for Oh, sure. I'm definitely going to watch it because the voice cast is actually really phenomenal. Other yeah. than Chris Pratt as Mario, who in the trailer does not sound good. <laughs> Hello, I am Mario. Like, that's... It's, what is this place? It's like, where's... Mushroom Kingdom, accent? here we go! I know, it's bad. Like, man, shut up. But hey, Jack Black as Bowser. <laughs> Jack, Sign me up. Yeah, he sounds fucking sick. Um, <laughs> Coraline. Oh yeah, Coraline. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I'm excited for this film. Um, I adore Studio Leica. Mm. It is Studio Leica, isn't it? Yeah, Studio Leica. Yeah, yeah. Studio Leica. Yeah, um, it, it, it has a lot of kind of influences. It's taken a lot of inspiration, I might say. Um, from different animated films that I also love. So the mm. director was very inspired by Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic. Not directed by Tim Burton, I like to say. Everyone thinks what, that. Coraline is or Nightmare Before um, Nightmare Christmas? Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it not? It's Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's directed by someone else. So how is it Tim Burton? Because he's got like, he, he wrote the story and it's like his license. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Like people say it's like, oh, it's one of his best directing yeah. films. But it's like, no, he didn't actually direct it. Huh. Anyway. That, what about Tangent. Corpse Bride? Oh yeah, he directed that. Oh, okay. Because I think yeah. stylistically there's a lot of similarity, which yeah. I, I I think is fair enough to think Tim Burton. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, please, I mean, it is still, it's still a Tim Burton film and he had a lot to like, right, do yeah. behind the scenes with it, but I, mm-hmm. it's just directed by someone mm-hmm. else, but mm-hmm. it's coined a Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And Tim Burton's not involved in Coraline? No, so. no. I've, I think a lot of people think that because understandable, like yes. stop motion, yeah. creepy child thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of his yeah. niche. And also 2009, that was... I mean, when did Nightmare Before Christmas and Corpse Bride? Nightmare come Before out? Christmas was quite early. Yeah. Um, I want to say early two thousands or even nine, like late nineties. Okay, because I I would assume then that oh wow this is still in the nineteen ninety three. Sorry. Oh wow, fucking hell. For okay, yeah, Sorry, that's Karen. completely fine. Um, yeah, I I think there's a lot of associations between Studio Leica. Mm. Um, certainly their early work and Tim Burton I think a lot of people consider the two to be synonymous Um, and so it's really good I think that 
Like has managed to get out of that and Definitely. do other stuff. They did uh, Kubo and the Two Strings Which is brilliant. recently. Haven't seen it, but mm. the animation is it's gorgeous. I've seen quite a bit of good. behind the scenes for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paranorman they yeah, did that's awesome. that that was like it's it's done its like tenth anniversary. I or know. Something crazy. I feel so odd. I remember yeah. trailers coming up. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Uh, mm. uh, Frank and Weenie. I think that might be Tim Burton. Frank Weenie is Tim Burton. Yeah, I was going to say. I think Disney um, as well. Right, okay. Um, but then also uh, Isle of Dogs. Did uh, they do that? I think so, yeah. Oh, really? Um, yeah, well, it's Wes Anderson, um, mm. so it's a different style. I'm pretty sure it was Studio Leica. Interesting. Um, so, it, well, it's certainly stop motion. Um, and when you think of, you know, AAA, <clears throat> excuse me, AAA. Uh, Hollywood stop motion. It wasn't. Was sorry, it, it wasn't like. <gasps> a oh, I'm a, think it I'm a heretic. Uh, well, production Damn. company Studio ba- Babelsberg, Indian Paintbrush. Huh. Because okay. I think Indian Paintbrush also did Fantastic Mr. Fox. So oh, like, okay, right. Fair, 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 it's one of those fair, ones fair. like Wes Anderson is annoyingly auteur when he's like, I don't yeah. work with big companies because I'm <laughs> okay, an arthouse yeah. director. Yeah, I, I was going to say it, it is a deviation from the normal style if it was like a, turns out yeah. it wasn't. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that we don't didn't know that is kind of indicative that... Like well, you didn't is, know well, that. Well, okay, you <laughs> looked it up. Um, <laughs> I had my doubts. It's, yeah. <laughs> You did. To be Sorry, fair. I'm sassy to today. To be fair, I'm that's Ill. all right. Um, yeah, I I think Leica is the kind of go-to mm. stop-motion animation. I think again, Ardman, you could make an argument, but that's yeah. much more British. And they've also sadly kind of fallen into obscurity yes, recently, slightly. I guess because because um, whoever voiced Wallace, rest rest in peace. Yeah, he died a few years back. Now they've kind of. They've lost their selling yeah. point. You but know also, I, mean? I think uh, Wallace and Gromit, while it is a major cultural phenomenon, um, mm. certainly in the UK, I'm yeah, not sure definitely. about America, um, I think it's not as relevant mm. anymore. Like, yeah, it's kids today want wisecracks rather than yeah. wholesome. I know what you kids mean. These kids these days. It, Wilson Gromit is a very kind of um, it's it, it's almost adult in its humor. Like I don't think I don't think Wilson Gromit ever really set out to be like kid orientated, especially yeah. when you look at like the older stuff. Like I was terrified of a trip to the moon back in the day. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. like there's something about it that's just like slightly it's eerie, uncanny. Yeah, yeah. A and also, like, Feathers McGroy was fucking terrifying. Sorry, I'm a big Wilson Gromit fan. Well, a Trip to the Moon, for me, moon. it was the silence. Yeah. There was not a lot of music. True. It yeah, was yeah. just, like, they're on the moon, and it's just dead silence. Mm. And he's spreading cheese on his crackers. I know. And, and okay, sh- should I be here? You know? <laughs> it's like I've like, invaded some I sort get, of yeah, space. Like, I get that, you know, there's no sound in space. In space, no one can hear you scream. But... Mm. I wish someone would. Especially because he's already got like a silent companion anyway. <laughs> yes, it makes exactly. it even more. It's so just when this Wallace is carrying the show, then fucking who knows? Oh, I love Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. It's so, like yeah. my favorite. Like, Wallace, Wallace and Gromit Cast the Wild Rabbits is in my top four for best films ever. Really? Yeah, I fucking love wow. that. It's so good. That and yeah. Paddington too. Oh. We can watch Paddington too on the podcast. I've not seen either of the Paddingtons. I I feel like it needs to be out for a little bit longer to kind of (laughs) assert itself as classic status. Then again, he did meet the Queen, so... There you go. um, Maybe it is a classic. And he outlived her. So, you know, uh, rest in peace. Um, (laughs) I mean, he's only a bear cub. Yes. He's got a long life ahead of him. Yeah. (laughs) A long life. Do you know, I think he'd make a good monarch. Yeah, I think he'd be think good so as as king. I mean, hell, he'd let immigrants into the country. Absolutely. Well, he he's is an immigrant. immigrant. Yeah, he's yeah, from Peru. He's from Peru. Yeah, he smuggled nice. in a boat. <laughs> Poor little, little boy Jesus. on a boat by himself. Oh, he's all right. For his aunt. He's oh, all right. He just wants to show his aunt London. Oh dear. And I love that film. So it's so cute. Yeah. He's just a little bear, voiced by Ben Whishaw. <laughs> is it? Be- yeah, it's Ben Whishaw. He is just a little bear. To he's be just fair, a he's a just a little boy. He's just a little boy. Um... The thing, Coraline. so Coraline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I think stop motion animation is an amazing genre, specifically for horror. Yeah, because absolutely. of like I don't know if 
yeah, like it, it's just it lends itself really well for that genre. I think we should talk yeah. more about it in the second half. Yeah. But I will probably maybe bring up um, Wonderland Wild. I think it's called. yeah. Oh, the Key and Peele. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not the same company, but very influenced yeah. by it, especially because mm. it's like the first stop motion animation. Is it? Years. Yeah, it is because it's the kind of the the plasticine looking mm. stop motion. I think is much more. Uh, Ardman sort of style, whereas the yeah. spindly wood puppet sort of thing is more like a true. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be very interested to see which sort of side of it Wendland Wild falls under. I, I think it seems more like plasticine. It's a bit of both. It's I'd a bit say. of both. It okay. kind of merges everything. Yeah. But it's a, it's an interesting one to mm. kind of compare yeah. and contrast with. No, I, I fucking love animation of any kind, yeah. stop motion or otherwise. So I think um, we should go and watch. I it. think we should go and watch Caroline. Brilliant. Excellent. See you in the second half. Bye. Bye. And we're back. Don't you dare disobey me, Caroline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find the um, yeah. I was trying to find. <laughs> That uh, specific, you said it's from the video game, um, which I didn't realise, because I was listening through that whole film to try and locate the um, Don't You Dare Disobey Me uh, TikTok sound. It's like um, from the kind of the, the the era of Wii games that were basically just movie yeah. ports. <laughs> just, it was a weird yeah. era. Of it was a very Wii strange games, era. Wasn't it? I remember yeah. the Up one was quite good. Mm. Yeah, I, I I remember I went to I was in a hotel in France mm. and they had this fucking horrendous like cube TV oh, yeah. with like a first generation console or something and they had the Madagascar game on it. Nice. And I was so shit at the controls because it was such an old controller that I couldn't um, beat like level two, mm. which is loading the bags onto the plane. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> it was like Madagascar two, I think. Ah. Um, anyway, uh, I, I then was very sick for the rest of that holiday, mm. so that's all There's I played. Something about kids just getting sick on holiday. I feel so bad for our parents. We always just yeah. manage yeah. to time our sickness when it's on holiday. I thought you were going to say there's something about kids getting sick on holiday that's just really funny to me. I mean, it's kind of it's ironic. Yeah, I mean? <laughs> you go away yeah. for a nice break yeah. and your kids are just throwing up mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, yeah. we went to Brus- oh, Belgium, oh. Ivory East. I think we were timing it with like a, my dad's work trip or something. Right, and I was just I had like I think I had like rubella or something. Oh my god! I think it, That's it, like actually quite bad. Yeah, I know. I was really sad. Was it? It was. It was one of them. It might have been like me- measles or something. Mumps. <laughs> I don't You're think just it was out mumps. There, fucking swollen. Definitely didn't have mumps. Yeah, okay, I know good. that one good, for good, certain. Good. But Jesus. no, I was just like really, really ill over Easter. But the hotel staff were lovely. Oh, they were like, yeah, good. you can stay a bit longer. I was just bed bound the oh. entire time we were there. I think I was out for like two days. We went to the Tintin Museum. Yeah. That was nice. Oh. Love Tintin Museum. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we watched yeah. Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> we did watch Caroline. Yeah. I liked it. I liked yeah. it. It was good. It's cute. Um, I think it's very interesting because this was, what, 2009? Eight. Eight. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, so this is late 2000s. Um, it's very interesting watching this in, you know, in comparison to Kubo and the Two Strings, mm. for example, um, because... Uh, while this was gorgeous um, and, you know, really beautiful use of colour, really beautiful animation, the animations that they've done since then are mm. so much more fluid. Yeah. Um, there was little bits of jank here and yeah. there. Uh, and I think as well the the, the backgrounds, uh, like the environments, weren't as uh, richly detailed. Yeah, perhaps. definitely. As others might be, I, I don't know if you saw ever uh, Missing Link, mm, uh, which is another. A yeah, it's another studio like a film. I, I'm not sure how well it did. I, I don't know oh. if it's super well known. Um, Actually, it rings. A, mm, what was it th- about? I, uh, it's uh, it was about this uh, like biologist uh, explorer guy. Oh, that um, one. Yeah, and oh, he I finds. I thought that was Aldman. 
It probably is like her. Yeah. It just looks a bit I think So I think uh, Pirates and Adventure with Scientists. No, I, no, was... I know that one, but okay. I don't Okay, oh, that right. One. Was that Aardman? I think the, that was Aardman. The Pirates one is the pirate, Aardman. Yeah, because I think, I think they're quite similar in terms of content, because it's all about, like, undiscovered species mm, Missing Link just looks quite yes, aardman Yes, yes, it yeah. does slightly. Um, but Tweet. I'm pretty sure it's... Yeah, I'm pretty... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. For lack of a better word. Yes, yeah. And that's such a perfect encapsulation of the vibe. Um, aardman is just seen... tweet, isn't it? It is, yeah. it is. Um, I think... Yeah, anyway, so I've seen behind-the-scenes stuff of Missing Link. Mm. Um, I think Hugh Jackman might have been in it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, like, as a voice, not as a real man. Um, he, it's just, it's yeah. just like, real Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he's green-screened in to be as small as the puppets. Yeah. Um, but the backgrounds and sets and environments in Missing Link are so, like, detailed and crammed full of stuff. Mm. I, I know that, obviously, the vibe in Coraline is... Um, like certainly in the in the real world, yeah. uh, the house is meant to be uh, sort of empty because uh, you know she's only just moved in. Yes, um, but I I do think that uh, yeah, future films have done that kind of thing better. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it is still, I mean, even for two thousand eight, two thousand nine, really well done. I mean, it is. I mean, oh, it's a it's a triple A fucking movie, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's you know, um, it is a gorgeous film. Definitely, it's very very nice. I realize I said definitely twice. That's, that's all right. I we repeat ourselves constantly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's something really fun um, about the kind of spins on the kind of Alice in Wonderland trope of films. Yeah, they're, they're my yeah, favorite yeah. kids' films. I would yeah. say, just the kind of innocent. Almost like bystander just walking through a mm. universe. Yeah. Coraline does that really well. I love mm. like organic world building from the perspective of a child. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Um yeah, and I think as well it's it's uh it's always a danger with uh media like that where a bystander walks into a fantastical world. It's there's always the danger of them experiencing the world passively yeah. and not really contributing anything. Um, I, I, There are a few things that I hate more than protagonists who don't add anything to mm. the movie. Um, this isn't necessarily... I mean, it isn't at all. Uh, <laughs> it's a really shit example. Um, it, it isn't at all related to the bystander walking through a fantastical world. Well, I mean, to an extent it is. Um, Bugsy Malone... <laughs> from the musical and movie Bugsy Malone uh is a bystander who who walks through um the the underground crime ring uh typified by uh Fat Sam's Grand Slam Speakeasy he he He's does always fucking able to nothing find you a table. He is yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> so I thought you were I thought you were criticizing me doing like oh here Freddie goes hating something it turns out you were quoting the quoting the I was just having a fun time <laughs> um, but Bugsy Malone I hate that musical so much mm. because Bugsy adds nothing <laughs> he does nothing interesting he speak he talks to a boxer mm. and the boxer doesn't do anything either. But arguably, he does more than Bugsy. Bugsy adds yeah. nothing. The entire plot just happens around him. He doesn't take part in any of it. Mm. If it was just about Fat Sam, that would be great. Yeah. That would be so good. Yeah. That would be funny. It's weird. Bugsy kind of... He doesn't even feel like a main character. No, exactly. That. And yet it's named after him. And yeah. his love interest holds a torch higher than the Statue of Liberty for him. Blousey Brown. Blousey Brown. Sounds like a loaf of bread. Anyway, <laughs> what I like about Caroline is that <laughs> she goes to a fantastical world mm. and she doesn't just sit there and let it wash over her. Yeah. She actually does stuff. And She's also contributing to the world building. Absolutely. Because it's yeah. for her. Because it's for her, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, I also like uh, specifically... There's one specific moment where she outwardly acknowledges that she has blue hair. Yeah. She describes the doll as having blue hair. So this world, she just has blue hair. Oh, no, she's and that's dyed fucking... it. Oh, that's lame. When she goes I into her so... parents' bedroom, there's a framed photo of her, a lot younger, with brown hair, like oh, her mum. 
So That's she's fucking lame. No, it's cool. It shows no, that she's I, an edgy. It, yeah, but I, I was hoping it'd be like a Simpsons thing where some people just have blue oh, right, hair, yeah. and no, that's just fine. No, she's yeah. uh, she just shows how quirky she is. Oh man, blue hair. Oh, I, I hate to cool. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. <laughs> but you should have been, okay. looking, I should have been at, looking around yeah. closer. To be fair, it's oh, only well. in like a little split second where you just yeah. see her. And also, it's, are, it's bear in mind, I am partially colourblind. Uh, so I, I do <sighs> know exactly those. the photo that you're talking about. Mm. I thought it was in black and white, that photo. Um, so I'll go fuck myself, yeah. I guess. Yeah, you should. Um, yeah, no, it's a really, really fantastic film. Mm. Just very, very good. Yeah. And um, it also plays on my favourite trope in oh, yeah. kids' films, which is the workaholic parents. <laughs> <laughs> Because not many films talk about the workaholic parents subgenre of films, yeah. especially when it's an only child situation and the fantastical mm. ways that you find to not make yourself bored. <laughs> <laughs> Let's count windows. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it, mm. it's they are some of the greatest areas for like films to develop and Absolutely. stories to develop. Absolutely, I think children's boredom. Oh, it's just such a brilliant type of storytelling for kids. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I think kids do spend the majority of their childhood just bored out their mind. Genuinely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. th- there's so... Especially, okay, maybe not if you have a sibling, but I think if you have the only child experience or, mm. you know, you're in the house by yourself a lot of the time if your sib- siblings are... I was just Simpsons. <laughs> if your Simpsons aren't there. If your Simpsons aren't there. If they're not on TV yet and yeah. don't come on until five. Um, I had like the channel for uh, TV Guide memorised. Because oh the Simpsons God. always came on at five. And then it was Hollyoaks <laughs> at six. And then it was the news at seven. Jesus. I always uh, had four plus one. Mm. Uh, because I was never around at five to... Uh. Uh, to watch Simpsons. I was, I I don't know. Um, Usually I'd watch Simpsons at my grandma's house. Um, So I would uh, be playing like Scrabble with her or something. And then at six, we'd go watch, go watch Simpsons. All right, Phoebe. (laughs) All right. Fucking chill with that. Carry on with your lonely child experience. I'm just jealous because I can't play Scrabble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, once they get autocorrect on it, you can be uh, you can be there yeah literally yeah um yes only child problems <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god um, therapy yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i have a brother it's okay um no i just i don't know it's it's similar in that kind of Alice in Wonderland actually very similar to the beginning of Alice in Wonderland yeah having an active imagination and not mm. having anyone listen to you yeah. in you know because of just being busy and being an adult and stuff. Mm. It's just, a, it's a very important, cosy little film, I think, yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah, and I think, um, I don't know, I, I always found, uh, when I was younger, definitely, the, mm. oh, it, we all just play pretend, you know. I always found stuff like that to be very frustrating mm. and annoying. Um, like shows like I don't know Arthur. You ever watch oh, Arthur and yeah. Mona the Vampire. I fucking love Mona. The yeah, Vampire. it was a good show. But show I always found it really. Hey, Mona, <laughs> it was a fucking it banging was... thing. So, oh my do you God, know? I I was in bed the other night and I just kind of sat bolt upright <laughs> at three in the morning and I went, oh shit. Because I just, for no reason, remembered the Moan of the Vampire theme, and I had to look look it up and then go back to sleep. Yeah, I have moments. Yeah, yeah, it was really it was strange, Uh, but it is a banging theme song. Um, So play pretend. Yes, play pretend. Um, I always found that really frustrating because it's so lame that all of that stuff didn't really happen. I wanted actual fantastical stuff to happen. um, Were you more of a logical player then? I. I think so. I mm. would I would play pretend when I was a kid, but when I would watch something, I didn't want, um, you know, I, I didn't want it to be like real life. I wanted the escapism. And I think, I think I must have mentioned on the podcast before how I, I'm not really a, a Tracy Beaker stan, or I wasn't back in the day, mm-hmm. um, because if I wanted to watch a sad real life like child being sad. Yeah. I didn't have to watch TV. 
you know but you know what okay, i mean like oh, it's right. it's real life yeah, like there's you. nothing there for me to like what am i supposed to take from that like oh i'm lucky <laughs> yeah like i know yeah, yeah. you know um that sounds so fucking ungrateful i, I, I do get um, what you mean yeah any, i don't know any kids shows that were like inherently grounded in reality yeah. in some way didn't really appeal to me that right, much either yeah they had to have some sort of fantastic yes element to them definitely. like obviously like i don't know with the exception of horrible histories yes horrible that histories was all real is, but you know but that's just funny yeah that's just fucking funny the people that don't like horrible histories when they were kids of our generation really baffle me I don't know. There are there are people like that. Yeah, my the room, fuck? Oh, some of my my roommates don't <laughs> didn't watch horrible history. Oh. Don't like it. To be fair, That's like insane. it's a very theatre kid. Yeah, thing. and I'm guessing you True. are a history over a geography type of. person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, geography exactly. fucking sucks. So I think there are two types of people in this world. <laughs> I, I like to categorise people into different things. Right. Oh yeah. There mm-hmm. are history and geography kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you did geography at GCSE, you're a very different person to if you did history at GCSE. Absolutely. And there are ancient Egyptian kids, and there are ancient Greek kids. Ooh, very okay, different. Okay. Which one were you? Um, I, I think I probably knew more about ancient Greece, mm. um, but that doesn't mean that I disliked ancient Egypt. Sure. I think I liked them both the same. Mm. Uh, but I probably had a better base source of knowledge about ancient Greece. Interesting. See, from my perspective, you either had the um, ancient Greek uh, fables book, Uh or you had the the Egyptian encyclopedia with the big scarab beetle with the big... Oh, I had that. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Then you were an ancient Greek. But I did also then have Percy Jackson. Right. Oh, okay. Interesting. Which I think does complicate things slightly because mm. that's quite a nice entry point into Greek mythology for but all the little But it also begs the children. question, why aren't you fruity if you read the <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I guess I'm too powerful. Yeah. You know? They um, are so good. Yeah. <laughs> They're really good books, <laughs> They're actually. great. Films suck, but the books are good. Yeah, I, I have a, I have like a soft spot for the first one. Yeah. The second one's dire. Yeah, the, the, the first one... Um, you know, it's it's all right. It's, yeah. it's one of those. I guess we'll watch this instead of doing sport today because it's raining. <laughs> yeah. Kind of films. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Aragon was that for for my school. Ooh, Atrocious film. Um, kid finds a blue dragon egg that hatches. He learns to ride it. He's got a telepathic bond with the dragon. Is it like a water dragon? Does it yeah, water? I think she's called Sephira. Um, she kind of blue. Yes. CGI, yes. but shit CGI. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get a real dragon in. I don't think. Um, <laughs> didn't, I, didn't probably out, out, yeah, out of the budget. Yeah. <laughs> it was all filming Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> they painted a red for that. They got in real and hot also water because it was red face. It was. Oh, oh my man. god! Sorry. Speaking of, you just mm. reminded me. Think. Speaking of childhood things. Yeah. Um, my parents were like this. Mm. Um, in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, uh, I. I I'm obsessed with the Harry Potter franchise. It goes without saying, yep. I'm a third yep, student. Yep, 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 yep. Um, my mum loves it as but well. But weirdly, you don't know who wrote it. No. It wasn't, it wasn't written by anyone. It that's wasn't really strange. By anyone, no. yeah. It is really that's, odd. That's wild. At first, I thought it was Hatsune Miku. <laughs> and I thought it was... Um, oh, my God. Who was it for a little bit? Wim Hof. Wim, Wim Hof, Hof. Yeah, yeah. could have been there Wim There was Hof. also... Um, I've forgotten her name. Shakira. <laughs> Okay. Probably what I forgot you know. Sorry. Too that was really dumb. Yeah, oh, thanks. Oh god. I'm so, I'm so ill. Yeah. In my kind of just yeah. like slightly ill state. I'm mm. very caffeinated. That's when I'm at my funniest. Yeah. Cuz the 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 brain rot is doing it all for Sorry, me. Sorry, before I say my thing. You yeah. said a really funny joke when we oh, were watching yeah. Coraline about the tunnel. What did I say? You were like, oh, that's what dogs at crafts must feel like. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because when she goes through the tunnel, it looks like one of those like parachute material they whiz things that yeah, the agility the, 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 around. Yeah, it says a lot about us that we can do crafts references. Yeah. <laughs> Middle class things. Ooh. Um, um, anyway, <laughs> we said ooh and um at the same time. Sorry, do yeah. carry on. It's okay. So my. Funny Goblet of Fire story. Um, <laughs> me and my mum love it. We can quote it. We know all about it. Yeah. 
my my dad I think my dad watches the series begrudgingly. He enjoys it. Hmm. I don't think he knows that much about it. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's always on because me and mum's, you know... Right. Yeah. We overrule him yes, in that absolutely. sense. Of course. Just like this... in Coraline. Yeah. yeah. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, not, not to that extent, I fucking yeah. hope. <laughs> My mum isn't a scary spider lady. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, the, the dad in the real world referred to the mum as boss. True. What did boss say? But also, yeah. my dad can't play piano. <sighs> he does play guitar, though. I d- neither could the other father. The piano played him. Oh. Yeah, well, oh. there you go. All you need is some uh, animatronic Looney Tunes hands. Mm. Um, funny Goblet of Fire story. Yeah. Do continue. Um, God, sorry sorry, for, okay, sorry for derailing your talk about Goblet of Fire to the film we just watched. Yeah, fuck Caroline. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Harry Potter. Um, there's a bit in the Goblet of Fire mm. when they all get put their hand in the bag to pick which dragon they're going to fight. Right. In the Triwizard Tournament okay. for the first yeah, trial. Yeah. I don't know why I'm explaining it to you. Yeah. Like, you don't know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and as they're pulling them out, it's Barty Crouch. And yeah. the... <laughs> Sorry, it's making me laugh. <laughs> so I, remember, I think it's when Victor Crumb pulls out one and, and Barty Crouch is like, the chat... <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe is having real trouble composing herself. Like, even, not even vocally, physically as well. You guys can't see, but. Puts his hand in and picks it out. Yeah. And Party Crouch is like, the Chinese firebolt. Ooh. (laughs) 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 Because he's such a serious character. Is that Party Crouch as Mad Eye Moody or just as himself no, no no not barty crouch jr barty crouch oh right right right, right. yes because okay. he's the the guy yes. that's the got like it, overseer got it, got it, from it. the ministry for it right i see and it's just the chinese d- firebolt <laughs> i always want to like get the clip up and play the audio in as part of the podcast uh we're back i, uh, I will have i will have cut out the setup to that phoebe has found the clip yeah i'm playing as much as i think we can get away with without getting Take it away out. okay right <laughs> Do you hear it? Yes, I did. It's just like, he's like, he's like, considering he's a fucking arse of a character, he gets so excited for this tiny little Chinese firebolt. Yeah. Or he's, the, the way I always interpreted that was he was, uh, he's a very out of touch old man mm. who is trying to drum up excitement uh, for right. something that the kids maybe aren't as excited for or don't well, no know shit. or don't know how exciting it is mm. you know but also being absolutely fucking terrified that they've got to fight a dragon yeah <laughs> anyway i'm so sorry that's so funny i just it really yeah. cracked me up um because when you talk about a film with parents you're going to think about things that your parents are funny anyway mm-hmm. the reason mm-hmm. i mention that is that my dad finds that fucking hilarious whenever it comes <laughs> as up. he should and it's just become like a little yeah. running gag in the house at this point because it's funny yeah yeah, I, I, but I love myself, that no. with movies. I love that mm. with movies. There's a there's not so many um, quotable lines like that in, I think, animated films generally because yeah. everything has to be so tightly scripted. Um, unless it's early Pixar. Yes, I suppose unless it's early Pixar because they apart like from anything else had tongue in cheek. Yes, exactly, yeah. and also they had um, bloopers as well. They yes. had blooper reels that they animated, which I always thought was which fantastic. Um, I never understood why they did that mm. as a child. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, it was always so fun, though. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, on the DVD extras. Um, yeah, there's not as many... And I think especially with traditional animation that is so painstaking and time-consuming yeah. to do. Like, a lot of um, a lot of dialogue choices are made because of the animation. Because mm-hmm. the animation has to come first. I think... Um, actually, we were we were talking about it earlier. Uh, Wallace and Gromit. The reason that Wallace says Wensleydale is because it makes his mouth wide and toothy when he says it. Oh, yeah. um, That's funny. It, it was originally going to be like cheddar or Stilton or some shit. Yeah. Wensleydale. Um, but yeah, it was complete chance that they chose Wensleydale because of the way that it made the animation. And Fascinating. They didn't know, but the Wensleydale cheese factory hmm. uh, was on its last fucking legs at that point. Oh, and no. him saying Wensleydale single-handedly revitalised the entire industry Not of Wensleydale. Wensleydale. Yeah. That's so cute. They, like that. they saved Wensleydale. 
Wallace and Gromit save Winsleydale, which I think is Big up wacky. Kings. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's there's probably quite a bit of that in Coraline as well. I think to their credit, though, the voice actors, um, particularly for the parents, do really really well at sounding genuine yeah, and definitely. sounding warm. Uh, like even the other father, uh, not the other father, the the real father, mm. um, he sounds very kind of sweet and yeah. nice even he's when stu- he's, he's trying like, like, yeah like he's trying yeah um, and i think that's a credit not just to the um the animation for making him uh feel like not a, a hideous monster i know what you um, mean because the, the parents as well. the, the the normal parents not the other parents yeah they are just it, it's nice to see them not completely vilified kind of yeah Disney style, like yeah, they're 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 trying their best. Yeah, like they're not you caricature know? villains. Mm. There's a glimmer of humanity, definitely. Especially like there's a moment in it where um, Caroline goes to the uh, school uniform shop with her mum, yeah. and her mum doesn't let her buy some gloves. Mm. Um, and then afterwards, her mum's like, "Oh, do you want to come to the supermarket with me? You can mm. pick out something nice." And Caroline's like, "Oh no." And it's it's just like little glimmers like that where yeah. like the mum is trying to make it up to her. Yes. In the the kind of best mm. way that she can. Yeah. She's so overworked. Like, yeah, you you can tell that she is not doing the most she could do, mm. but she is doing the most she thinks she can do at that moment. Yeah. You know, without getting like too yeah, without work or you know. Yeah, without um, compromising her professional. Uh, duties. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it is a very sweetly written um, film, uh, mm. very genuine. Um, I think the friendship between YB and Coraline seems very genuine as well. Yeah. Uh, Why were you born? Will never not be the uh, sickest, burn. the sickest fucking burn. Um, because at the end of the day, who knows? Mm. Parents be horny. You know? Yeah. And that's that's the only reason. Interesting. Yeah. I I will say that um, something that I've always admired about uh, Leica and stop motion animation generally mm. is um, the ability to do liquids. Mm. Um, I think Ardman does it very well as well. Um, where it's yeah, it looks like kind of cling film just balled up, yeah, but it still mean. flows like a liquid, and it has to constantly be in motion. Kind of slimy, as yeah, well. slime liquid, anything that is not solid. Um, mm. I think even the sand uh, was pretty good. Yeah, um, it's yeah. just always it is a substance that is always affected by gravity. Always, when it is on screen, it has to be in motion, mm. and I think it's incredibly impressive with stop motion animation that they are able to. I mean, even attempt to portray that. Um, So it really hits home the fact that so many people touch gross things with their bare hands (laughs) in this movie. It's it's horrible. Moby puts a fucking massive slug on his face (laughs) and Coraline just like smacks it out of his hand. Oh, like it's gross. It's gross. Also, she likes gardening. She's used to getting <clears> her hands mucky. I fucking like gardening. I still put gloves on when I fucking <laughs> go in dirt and shit. Nah. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's, that is the bit that upset me most. You I know, see. That's got to be the bit that upset me most. <laughs> um, Not the scary um, spider lady. I, do you know, I dislike spiders more for the... For I don't know the the fact that I don't like small things crawling on me. Fair. I I think like yeah like I am so fine with spiders. I think they're pretty cool. Honestly, yeah. I think they're pretty fucking epic. Yeah. Um, and they can be really cute as well. Like uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, like the David Attenborough um, documentary bits where he's talking about spiders. Mm. Um, where there's one jumping spider. That, oh, jumping like, spiders are cute. Yeah, jumping spiders are fucking sick. Mm. Um. They have cute little faces. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I like... Uh, I'm not a massive fan of the spindly ones Ooh, I because I don't like the idea of that crawling on me. I'm not... To be fair, um, I'm not, like... I'm not massively t- terrified of, like, tarantulas and stuff. Yeah. Because they're so big. 
Yeah, it's, exactly. It's the They're little so fuckers bad. that get it's, me. Well, the thing that scares me most about tarantulas is the fact that they can shoot their hair. Yeah, that is quite disturbing. Uh, like, and that will just like stick in you, like mm. uh, quills and shit, and it's really hard to get out. And True. that like is not nice. Um, yeah, so I, I I'm more uh, uh, afraid of the cobwebs than I am the actual spiders because that like sticks to you. Mm, That's fair. horrible. Um, anyway, you don't I, know if I'm it's not... come off you or not. Yeah, I hate exactly. Through a web. Yeah, um, I did see. Uh, so yes, my my point is bugs. I think are fucking sick. Yeah. I'm fine with bugs. I'm not a fan of the dirt and uh, other related things that they produce. Mm. I did see there's a brief shot where Coraline's in the garden um, and out of a pitcher plant pops a froge, a little frog. Mm. Um, And I I wanted to know your opinions on uh, stop motion frogs as opposed (laughs) to real frogs. It's whether not, there's any difference. You can't capture the sliminess in stop motion. And <laughs> also, fair, he did look quite dry. In that was one. like a kind of orangey-purple... Yeah, he looked te- cool. ...technicolour thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah if it's also, technicolour, it's fine. Also, he looked like a tree frog, like yeah. a tree rainforest frog, and those yeah. looks scammy. Okay. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. I think we've talked about this. Like, yeah, I, I, I thought they were just like on the lowest end of the spectrum. Mm, it's, uh, it's, I didn't realize it's they the didn't. Common, it's the common garden it. frog or toad. Right, I see. Oh my yeah. God, there, we watched this film for the course, speaking of. Um, I realize yeah. that you've oh, yeah. been keeping Company us on, of Wolves. I realize you've been keeping us on track with Coraline, and I've just been, my brain's <laughs> so still wanting to not talk about this film. <laughs> so um, totally Not that fine. I didn't enjoy the film, I'm just yeah. very kind no, of all over the place. Um... Yeah, Company of Wolves. Mm. There was like, they kept going back to this fucking shot of this frog. It wasn't even the same shot. It was several oh, shots. Yeah, different one. It was the same of, frog. It, yeah, same <laughs> same frog. I'd imagine. Um, oh, he they was kept ready for his close up. Doing it. Yeah. It was like yeah. a scene where it was like five shots of a frog. Yeah. I was like, mm. I was like physically recoiling every time. Sorry, got protagonist. Screen. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was sat behind Phoebe in the screening for that, and every single time you would like stiffen up and turn away. And it's so annoying because I think when people have like massive phobias of like spiders yeah. or something like gross or creepy, it comes across as a bit pick me when mm. like they're like afraid of it and like. Ugh. But like, yeah. I, I'm genuinely that it is not performative. Like yeah, I'm no, genuinely absolutely. that fucking terrified yeah. of them. But it does sometimes for for the uninitiative. uninitiative uninitiated mm. even come across that I'm like really kind of like oh my god I'm oh so god, scared guys. I'm gonna have to get someone some comfort me someone come yeah. and like hold my hand I'm gonna need like some frogs. big strong man to get rid yeah, of this yeah. for me you know what I mean <laughs> how many times have you been in a situation where you've needed someone to get rid of a frog for oh, you they're not that common I don't think yeah no one of my friends has a phobia of snakes mm. um which fucking sucks. Yeah, that does um, suck. Because, man, I love snakes. They they're, are cool they're, little they're guys. They're fucking cool. Um, I was uh, seeing a girl at one point who had a fear of fish. Mm. Um, and <laughs> That's just lame. That, yeah, that is, that is lame because I would... I fucking love fish. I think they're really funny. And I'm cool. fascinated by sea life. And I would... To be fair, this is my fault... Um, I, I would occasionally send fish-related memes forgetting that she was afraid of fish. Um, and wow. So for that, I apologise. That is my bad. Um, but also... You Casanova. They're cool. They're fucking cool. Fish are fucking... Sick. I love wildlife. <laughs> I love animals. Yeah, fair. I was yeah. an animal kid. Yeah. I used to sound yeah. like I was a furry. <laughs> I wasn't. You're one of the people who howled in school. Oh, God. Ran no. around picking fights with I never people. actually met one of those people in real life. No, me neither. I'm intru- I think they're an American invention. Yeah, and I think um, private schools, to an extent, uh, that's kind of beaten Beat out, out of, of you. <laughs> yeah, that's beaten out of you before yeah. you go to no school. Individuality. So. No individuality. No individuality. You're not you allowed by... facial hair. I'm referred to you by your No last ostentatious name. haircuts. The only ostentatious is Jade Austen. <laughs> that was a stupid joke. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, Wendell Wild. Yeah, Wendell Wild. Weirdly, not weirdly similar, but somewhat similar, I would say, to yeah. Caroline. I think a really good way of creating. Have you seen sp- it? Yeah, yeah. I oh, watched cool. it quite cool, re- cool. I watched it over Reading Week uh, right. a few weeks ago now. 
Um, and I, was oh, I forget it's out already. Yeah, I mean, it's Netflix. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. I'm um, too poor. Ah, I, pfft, yeah. sucks to be you. <laughs> um, so I, I think a really good way of telling interesting kids' stories is to mm. have that kind of fish-out-of-water thing going on. Yeah. Especially when it comes to moving to a new place for the first time and everything yeah. being exciting and fresh from mm. the children's perspective. And it's very similar. Like, the main girl... Um, in London Wild, whose name I can't remember. Um, she's uh, part of a uh, young person's uh, prison system. Right. And she gets okay. shipped off to a uh, boarding school right. in the middle okay. of nowhere so like they mm. can look after her. And in America. Basi- in America, yeah. yeah. Right. And the, uh, it, it's like a kind of a non-specific. Because no, yeah. okay. some people right, have right, British right. accents and some have American. Oh, One of those okay. kind of things. Right, yes. It's quite nice, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was going to say, I think it's it's good that they didn't tie it to a specific location because they do the same thing in Coraline, um, where like they mention states maybe, but they don't yeah. say really a specific location. And I think that's that's better because yeah. that um, maintains an air of mysticism. Mm. Like you never know um, where the pink apartment yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. It's just exactly. a nowhere space. Yeah. Um, yes. Carry on. Yeah, like the the boarding school gets funded by. Uh, the prison system if they mm. take on one of their students uh, which means that the school gets a bit more money blah, blah, blah. anyway yeah. um, so you playing with that kind of fish out of water perspective allows for kind of outcast kids that don't have any friends to just like let the imagination yeah. go wild yeah, yeah. which obviously is the same in Coraline as well however there's definitely more of a apparent um, supernatural undertone I would say in London Wild than in Coraline I think mm. Yeah, potentially. Um, especially because with Coraline, she's really the only one that experiences the supernatural stuff. Yeah. Which begs the question, did yeah. it actually happen or not? Yeah, I think I think it is valuable that those kinds of stories are told for children to whom they relate. Mm. Um, but also, I think it's really valuable that those stories don't ever really stop, I don't think. They no. kind of, like... Obviously, the imagination and pretend aspect is taken away in a lot of cases. Mm. Um, but you still get uh, films. I mean, they are kind of for kids, but like ones of uh, the the businessman father who's lost touch with the meaning of Christmas yeah, yeah. and that kind of shit. But also then uh, movies like w- one that we've watched on the podcast previously, Lady Bird, mm. which I would argue is in many ways Coraline for young adults and adults. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, because it's a lot of, like, similar themes explored in a lot more depth and with a lot more um, true-to-life uh, kind of grimness and realness and, uh, yeah, like, anguish, I guess. Mm. Um, but it is a similar kind of thing of a girl who wants to connect with her mother and... Mm. Um, there's just a disconnect in the ways that they see the world. Yeah, definitely. Um, which I think is a really valuable perspective that a lot of kids... I mean, considering your relationship with uh, Lady Bird as a film, um, and your... I thought you were going to say with my mother. I mean, to an extent, like, it's nothing that you hadn't said on the podcast before, Um with, I mean, I think like, in the Lady Bird I think episode of, of every mother daughter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, more, um, but it's it's yeah something I personally. The reason I bring that up is I personally don't have that because I'm right, not I the see. daughter. Yeah, yeah. Of you course, know, of course. Um, so considering what you have said about Lady Bird, um, I think it's really valuable that films like Coraline exist mm, yeah, that true. have similar but slightly lighter discussions. Mm. Um, around similar but slightly lighter themes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's good. I think it's a very good film. I think it's a very genuine film. I think it's a very uh, beautiful and well put together film. Yeah. Not as scary and unsettling as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It yeah. was. It's more the imagery I think that's unsettling, like the melting pumpkin dad. Yeah. Um, and YB having his mouth. Uh, Stitched into a smile. Yeah, which is actually yeah, really a little fucked. bit grand. Yeah, um, but outside of those two moments, I don't think there was anything that was majorly spooky. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Yeah. It's 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 the stuff that's not said. I think. Yes. Yeah, it's the definitely. idea of you never see any buttons being sewed on yeah. to fences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just the idea that that does happen. Mm. It's just a bit fucked. Yeah. Um, what I like about it, at least the ending of Coraline is that like. It, it, it's not one of those ones where the parents come rushing and was like, we're so sorry for not yeah, listening to you yeah. all this time. You know, we're going to make more of an effort to speak to you and talk to yeah. you and nurture your childlike wonderment. Mm. Um, it, it's very <laughs> much a case of like, they just get on with it and Coraline yeah. realises that she has to also work with them a little yeah. bit more. Because like, I, you know. I, I do think that's an interesting stance to take though. Like the movie, not, not you. Mm. Um, <laughs> I do think it's interesting that it kind of, yeah, presents adults as unchangeable mm. and things can only progress and get better if the ad- if the adults say it can. Mm. You know? Which I kind of agree. I, I, yeah, I do kind of agree, but it also, you know, it goes against the grain of a lot of other kids' movies where mm. the adults admit that they were in the wrong and it's more empowering to the kids. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, I think it's it's quite refreshing, really. I mean, for two thousand nine, but eight. eight is it two thousand eight or two thousand? Yeah. I can't. I can't remember. No, I know we've at this point said both uh, one incorrectly and one correctly, mm-hmm. and now I'm confused. Uh, so apologies for that. Um, oh, the listeners have Wikipedia. It's fine. Um, I think it's refreshing that yeah they keep the adults as adults yeah you know they don't force them to talk down to mm-hmm. the child or yeah. um, you know sugarcoat anything because at the end of the day like there's always going to be that slight superiority complex that your parents are yeah. going to have over you yeah and they're never going to fully change or admit to the fact that they have flaws yeah or if they do it it's it's not going to be something that changes. Yeah, They're just exactly. admitting to it. I mean, like, I think, this is me, I yeah, can't change it. I know? think, again, there's a there's quite a bit of that in Lady Bird, where, mm, yeah. um, I mean, from what I can remember of the movie we watched last year, um, <laughs> with, with my shit memory, um, I think, yeah, it's, it's a lot of uh, apology through subtle action. Mm-hmm. And the kind of then unspoken understanding. So yeah. I think the moment where the mum, without saying anything, slips the box with the mittens uh, yes. into Coraline's bed when, like, she's just on her way out, Mm-mm. is really sweet and really lovely. Definitely. Um, and again, it, it shows unspoken uh, that the mother is sorry and will attempt to change mm. because everyone's human. Yeah. Um, and exactly. yeah, I agree. I think. Coraline's fantasy remaining fantasy is really important to maintaining that because it doesn't say that either one of them is, you know, right or wrong. Mm. Um, It says that they both see the world differently and they both care about each other and they are doing their best to uh, be nice to the other. I think that's that's good. That's pretty nice. I love that, um, what is it, the the daughter... um, kind of coming of age genre of films yeah, like we, yeah like i'm thinking of recent examples like turning red oh yeah which is really good yeah um, it has very similar themes of like daughter mother relationship mm. but unlike Coraline, turning red makes me sob came out quite recently last yeah. year i think right yeah last year or a year before yeah that kind mm. of similar theme of childhood like fantasy and stuff like yeah. that yeah. Um, but also having that um, parent to daughter relationship stuff mm. in it as well is quite a good example. I don't yeah. know. It seems like there's a kind of like subgenre yes. of children's yes. fantasy films yeah. around parent child relationships yeah. also forming around as a genre, which is yes. Quite and I, I think definitely there's there's much more of a subgenre around mother daughter relationships because typically. Uh, father-son relationships are explored in plenty of other films yeah, already. True. Yeah, true. Like there's, about that. <laughs> I, even uh, an oversaturation, one might say, mm. um, because it's like, you know, it's just more common for men to want to. Ugh, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? There's, yeah, there's okay. a lot more films that do 
father-son relationships. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, films like this that make up for lost time. It's um, really funny. The oh. first thing that came to mind when you said that was the God of War games. Certainly, <laughs> <laughs> that is father-son relationship. That is, it's just, that is. It's Kratos. Boy. Yeah. A Greek, what is he? He's a, is he a Greek god? Yeah. Is he like a he, Greek champion? Well, he's a god now, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, right. He was a champion. He was cursed to have, uh, by the god of war, mm. to have swords stuck to his hands, uh, essentially. Um, maybe you were an ancient Greek kid then. They, I mean, I'm a video game kid, Alpha, maybe. Yeah. Um, and he goes off and he, he kills the pantheon of Greek gods and then That's Roman it. gods and then now Norse gods as well. Oh, um, okay. So, so he's just a god killer. Then. Yeah, essentially. Oh, sweet. Yeah, okay. never it, played it's, the games. it's fucking sick. Mm-hmm. It is fucking cool. Um, anyway, um, yes, I, I completely agree um, that God of War is good father-son representation. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I, I really liked Coraline. I yeah, think it was good. A very, very good film. Um, it's very relaxing film yeah. as well, weirdly. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it a is. Nice rather. soundtrack. It's yeah, and it's got that cozy kind of. Uh, like gentle Halloween vibe, yeah. In the same way, I think that Nightmare Before Christmas does. Yes, definitely. Um, where it's not like shit your pants scary. It's just spooky. in the same way that Monster House is. Oh yeah. Um, but it's like just spooky enough to be <laughs> to be cozy. Yeah. Like yeah. a very autumn film. Definitely. I think. Yeah. It's almost like I'd say it's more autumnal than it is Halloweeny. Yes, I would say so. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I think to be a Halloween film, you have to directly refer to Halloween mm-hmm. at some point. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that I think I think we've 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 covered covered a lot of ground mm. today. <laughs> yeah, very sleepy. Yeah, we're both very sleepy. It's at that time of year. Um, we've got a couple more films this mm. season. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to do. I mean, we finished the last one. Uh, the last before Christmas season with a Christmas themed film, um, oh so we God, may have yeah, to brainstorm that. Um, but we've Ooh. got one more before then. Um, the thing is, there aren't. I wouldn't even say there are that many like Christmas. Oh, it's difficult. To say I mean, Christmas I would have classic. brought up The Grinch, <laughs> but I guess we're not doing that. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't have to. Um, I think you're right. There are better ones. We'll figure something out. We'll mm-hmm. figure something out. Um, maybe I'm just a love. Scrooge. Actually, I haven't seen. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, do we not like Love Actually? I, I mean, I do like it. It's, yeah. I think I've seen it so many times. Do you know what I mean? All the better. All the. Fair, yeah. You don't even have to show up if you don't want to. I'll just, just sit. You can. Yeah, you can turn it on. I'll sit in here, watch mm. it. You can come back with a coffee. I'll wake up for Hugh later. Grant dancing yeah. as the prime minister because that scene is iconic. Yeah. Um, um, come back. Cute. Nice. Well, we'll we'll give it some thought, and in the meantime, you little rascals. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I like the word rascal. Yeah, Scallywags. Uh, follow us on Instagram at but it's a classic underscore pod. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Uh, make sure you turn notifications on and rate us so that the algorithm smiles upon us. Um, and don't go in any little doors that have been wallpapered up. You could. Luck out, and it's a nice little fantasy land, uh, like in Coraline, and you can leave after being there like twice. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a woman in black horror, mm. uh, horrible thing with loads of dead kids. Yeah. Um, Either it's or. always, always a coin flip um, as to which one of those it is. So heed our warnings. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye! Don't you dare disobey me, Caroline! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>